We are back. This is Opeti the Podcast Season 2. We are your hosts, Steph and Tamer. And we are here to serve you all the tea on Opeti Life. But if you can't wait to hear what we're serving this week, head on over to our Instagram at Opeti. Oh my God, there is so much tea. I know. Let's, Let's go. go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode five of Opeti the Podcast. Hello, T. Hello, Steph. How are you? Very tired. <laughs> me too. I, I swear, like, every au pair is like, you know, how are you? They're like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Don't talk to me unless you have. Literally. Okay, so, guys, this week is kind of an exciting episode, very deep episode. It's basically a <laughs> retouch on homesickness because we did a homesickness episode back in October but we'd only been here for a month. So we were kind of newbies. It was all fresh and new. And, you know, it's, we ha- we didn't know what we were talking about, basically. We just went off what we kind of thought was good advice, which I think was good advice. Yeah, I think it, it was fair advice. Yeah. But now we have experienced homesickness for ourselves. We've been here for coming up six months now. So we have a lot more experience and we have had to kind of take our own advice and you know use it ourselves so we could kind of give a more like a proper perspective on homesickness and things so we wanted to kind of revisit the subject smart smart we're very smart very smart (laughs) (laughs) so in our in our last episode we talked about um how we feel like people could overcome homesickness or help with a homesickness situation or just an emotional, stressful situation. doesn't have to be specifically mm-hmm. uh, homesickness. But we said things like, do not isolate yourself. Speak to your host parents, which is a very, very important one. And when people tell us they're having a hard time, we always suggest that they go and speak to their host parents or their LCC mm-hmm. or their friends. Um, put yourself out there, meet new people, make new friends, go for coffee with people. You know, don't say no to meeting up with someone because... You need friends over here, okay? You do. You do. Um, take up a new hobby or activity and try something new. Mm. Occupy your mind so that you're not thinking about home and the stressfulness of being an au pair all the time. You're having fun. You're doing stuff that's going to entertain you. Um, so, T, have you followed your own advice? Well, I'm happy to report that with all the shit, yes, I have ticked every single box that you just mentioned there. I didn't isolate myself apart from at the beginning. I learned not to do that. So it's my host parents. Tried things, you know, new things. Yes, I ticked all the boxes. I'm very proud. Give me a badge. Give Woo! me a star. I'm a legend. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, me too. I feel like we have both been through some tough situations while we've been over here. I mean, we've both had our emotional moments. We've cried. We've, <laughs> God, we've ranted to each other over the phone you know we've been through some her dolls okay yes but yes but we are happy we are here we got through them and did it all because we followed our advice we are the experts (laughs) that is the only reason we're okay because we listen to ourselves (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you're not gonna listen to yourself who are you gonna listen to you know what i mean (laughs) um so what so homesickness can be you know you don't have to want to go home I feel like people think if they're homesick that it means they want to go home I feel like Mm -hmm. that's not the only thing that homesickness is I feel like homesickness can be a whole range of things from you know you just want a hug from your your parent you just want to see your pet that's back home um yeah 
I miss my family and my cat and my mum dearly, but I would not choose to go home over anything at all. Yeah. And I think it's also important to remember that when we did our first homesickness episode, we talked about how it manifests itself. And I remember the definition being like sufferers report you know, a combination of depressive and anxious symptoms. They usually withdraw and they have you know, difficulty focused on topics that aren't related to home. So like you just said, it, it's not always just, oh, I miss home today. It could literally be something like, I don't want to spend time with people or I'm just feeling shit for absolutely no reason. Yeah. That could be homesickness. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything, but it's definitely something that I think people don't give enough credit to. I feel like they think, oh yeah, I'll just miss home. I'll be fine. But I think if you're not careful, it'll creep up on yeah. you and it will absolutely flaw. It flawed me and I had a, you know, a, a couple of different things that really upset me, but I was absolutely flawed and we'll go into the reasons why for both of our kind of feelings Mm -hmm. um later in the episode but yeah it's definitely not something to ignore and it's not something trivial do not underestimate homesickness because that's what that's a new tip don't underestimate (laughs) it and sometimes like you said that you you could just not be homesickness but just feel extremely emotional like as au pairs we work a lot we work with kids which is very tiring anyway so sometimes you just get like overtired and when you're exhausted you can feel emotional and stressed and under the weather and it just you sometimes you just completely break down for like no particular reason yeah <laughs> and that's okay yeah absolutely fine one day I think I've spoke about this before on the podcast but I had a day where I had a really bad day with work the kids were awful it was just a really stressful <laughs> day and after I finished work I said to my host parents like I just need to go out for a bit so I went in the car I drove off, I, I drove around the corner, I parked up and I just burst into tears and oh. I was crying for so long, I could not stop. I'd never cried that much before in my life and I was, my, obviously like the time difference, this was like 8pm at night here, so it was like <laughs> one at whatever, whatever time it was in the UK, it was like early hours in the morning back in the UK and I just, wanted to, I just needed to speak to my mum, I just needed, that was what I needed in that moment. And she wasn't mm-hmm. answering her phone. I was literally sending her voice notes of me like crying. Oh my <laughs> so god! I was, like, Answer your phone. Like, I just imagine her waking <laughs> up to that. You're so horrible. I know. And then she did eventually wake up um, wow. from me calling her, and she heard my voice notes. She, she called me. She was like, "Are you all right? Are you all right? What's wrong?" I was so worried, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I just really, I was so upset. Like I've never, I couldn't breathe from how much I was crying, but like." It was only that the only reason I was crying was because I was so tired. I was so stressed at that particular day. I wasn't feeling too well, and all I wanted was a hug from my mum. And obviously, I couldn't get it, mm. so I was just so emotional. But oh. so I had my cry. I chatted to my mum. I went back home. I had a hot bubble bath. I ate some chocolate, yes. and then I went downstairs and I spoke to my host mum about what had just happened and she gave me a big hug she gave me some ice cream and we sat and we chatted and um, then we watched a chick flick together and it was like fine and we had yes. that chat and then I felt good and I was all good and she let me start later in the morning so I could have a bit of like a rest um what a queen yes we stand you queen <laughs> which is why we say communication is key and I have plenty of reasons why communication is key through you my time do. here but yes, mm-hmm. that was just one example of like, I didn't feel homesick, but I just wanted my mum at that moment because I felt so yeah. like overwhelmed and stressed. Yeah. I mean, obviously we can't go into details with 
the things that are happening right now currently with your host family, yeah. but you've had some big changes. I mean, you've just moved house <laughs> yeah. for one. You've just moved house and you've just um, got over COVID and yeah. there's a lot happening. Obviously, without going to see each other, there was a lot of different dynamics and different things shifting and things happening, you know, between people in the household mm-hmm. and other people and stuff. And, you know, it kind of came to a head and you came to a decision. And do you want to chat a little bit about that? Because that, that's a big part of your entire yeah. year. Yeah. So my, um, back in, I want to say, like, it was like the end of October, like it was quite a while ago. Things mm-hmm. started happening in the house not to do with me as an au pair but to do with the family which is why I'm not, I can't say what exactly it is because it's my host family's personal yeah. thing and I can't I need to respect their privacy but basically things were happening yeah. and the environment became very stressful very tense negative and that was affecting the kids which in turn was affecting their behavior and that has progressed and it's just been a lot like the kids' behaviour has been so, so challenging sometimes and it's because of what's going on. They're, that, mm-hmm. You know, the environment has been tense and they're feeding off that. And my host parents were very stressed and that was not helping me because, you know, they would take their stress out on me even though they weren't doing it on purpose, but they would happen. And Yeah, um, they're only human. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so... Um, a couple, few weeks ago now I'd say it was like three weeks ago now I kind of came up in my mind the decision to rematch and it had been something that had been going through my mind for a couple of months because the situation had been yeah. happening and I'd spoke to my host parents about it a few times and you know I don't think they'd taken those conversations seriously the first couple of times so nothing really changed and it was like in the midst of the situation so it was kind of like they were like oh just you know mm. we're all going through it just deal with it kind of thing deal with it right <laughs> That's interesting. Um, we spoke a lot as well, we didn't did, we? Yeah, about yeah. It. I have, like, I confided in my friends and tea and everything in the situation as well because otherwise I would have gone insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I came to the decision to rematch and I was so scared. Like, I was terrified to tell my host parents, not because I didn't trust them or because I was scared of their reaction, but because I felt so guilty about like leaving them and them having to find childcare amongst the situation that they're going through anyway um I didn't want to add more stress (laughs) but you know I spoke I went upstairs and I spoke to my host mum and you know she didn't try and talk me out of it she understood why she knows that I had been through a lot and she apologized that it caused me so much stress and she gave me a big hug and like she supported my decision um Mm. and then so what was supposed to be my exit meeting with my LCC then turned into like a huge, deep, honest chat about everything that had been going on over the past few months. And because we had kind of come out of the stress of the situation, so we're kind of in a better place, they sat and they listened to everything I had to say and they took everything on and they gave their speeches about how like sorry they were and what they could do to make my time here less stressful easier and so that conversation really helped and so I decided to stay with my host family Mm -hmm. because you know they really I can't even explain how genuine that chat was and how much it helped clear the air and we put things in place my host parents put things in place that have 
made my life a lot easier (laughs) yeah and they are much more like aware of my feelings now on a daily basis you know and yeah so that was a massive thing and that caused me a heck of a lot of stress but through all that you know I didn't want to go home at one at not one point did I ever want to go home um my mum was a great support during that time because she gave me as much advice as she could and she said she would support me whatever decision I made same with my friends and um yeah the one thing I was most scared of was having to go home if I didn't find a family in rematch (laughs) yeah I think that is such an like that's an added pressure that no au pair needs like they're going through a rematch sometimes it's not a friendly rematch with like with other au pairs Mm -hmm. and it's like oh you've got two weeks otherwise you have to go back to your home country and it's like uh okay yeah nobody needs that stress I mean I understand you can't be in limbo for like years and you know months and whatever but it's like okay this is get your skates on guys yeah I would hate that I know it yeah is it and the process of like coming up to like doing your exit meeting and like officially going into the process even though I didn't officially go into the process it's terrifying because you Mm -hmm. have no idea what's going to happen once you kind of sign that document you kind of like sign your life away and that's it two weeks start now timer starts now in you go (laughs) you may or may not succeed but if you don't succeed see you later (laughs) I know right it is scary so scary and I and because like I love my host family so so much and like it if the like situation hadn't occurred I would be perfectly fine and like rematch probably wouldn't have even come into my head yeah um it was so much more difficult for me because I was thinking have I made right the right decision have I made a big mistake you know so it was um it was a hard it was a hard time it was very stressful but I communicated to everyone (laughs) and I felt supported I felt like I didn't feel like I needed to go home because I felt like I had everything I needed here like I felt like Mm. I had my connections I had people to talk to my LCC was an angel during the whole time she was so supportive and she gave me the best advice and she was there day or night weekend weekday like she was there 24 7 to help me mm-hmm. she would call me at any time um so yeah you know it's it was a hard situation and then as you mentioned I had COVID <laughs> Woo! so in the midst of all of this <laughs> So like hey I had COVID um you didn't yeah, feel so... shit enough here you go <laughs> COVID. yeah so I got COVID at the end of December and I spent New Year's in quarantine so I was in quarantine for 10 days uh in my bedroom because um obviously I shared a house with my host family I hadn't moved house at this point <laughs> it's an old house and um because my room was on the like main floor I couldn't and my host family were living there <laughs> I couldn't like leave my room so I was quarantined on my own in my bedroom for 10 days which oh my god you know it was it was bliss the first like three days I was like oh this is amazing I can sleep I can sleep I'm chilling like this is great but then I got into like day four day five and day like four and five were like the worst for me because it was when I was the most ill Mm mm-hmm my cough was ridiculous. I couldn't taste. I couldn't smell. I didn't get, like, majorly ill with it. Like, I didn't get a fever or anything like that, which is great. But, like, I've had fatigue for days. I headache was, like, pounding. Um, but, yeah, being alone and isolated for all that time was so difficult. And yeah, 
I didn't I can't say I felt homesick during that time I just felt like bored and lonely and you know some of my friends were like because I'd seen my friends the day before I was um diagnosed with COVID they were kind of a bit mad at me because I had like exposed them to COVID and so like <laughs> that made me feel a bit but like that made me feel guilt so like I yeah. felt that on top of everything and it was it was a rough time <laughs> oh bless you um and then I felt obviously ill on top of that so like <laughs> that was crazy but my host only looked after me and um it was good it was fine I when I came out I was like oh freedom freedom <laughs> <laughs> Oh but yeah, gosh. so I can say that I've been on a bloody rough roller coaster, but like I feel like I've had amazing support and I feel like I have, you know, I've tried to do things that have made me happy. So like I'm restarting my YouTube channels, I've been working on that. Um I moved house, I had to redecorate my new room, which makes me happy. Um so I had fun doing that. <laughs> I love that. How so, exciting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah what about you t how how have you been oh my god Tell well us about you i've not had as much drama as you have <laughs> you haven't had covid <laughs> i've not had covid i've not moved house i've not got that kind of stuff going on that's going on um, oh god but mine's more mine's been more of um emotion uh, some doubts and stuff so essentially um it was pretty much in the lead up to Christmas and stuff, it was, I think it's probably because it was Christmas time and it's kind of like, ooh, festive family and stuff. Um, I started just having random periods of time where I just felt down for no reason. And this wasn't just normal, like, oh, I feel sad for five minutes. Okay, now I'm better. It was like, it was affecting. It was like, yeah, it was getting bad. And, you know, I would spend a bit more time in my room. And literally, I remember there was this one day I literally just sat on my bed and I didn't move. I just sat there and I just stared because I just felt like shit. And I was like, why? And it was really frustrating to me. I remember feeling that very frustrated afterwards. Like, why am I feeling like this? Why can't I just shake it off and get over myself? Like, seriously, get a grip. Um, but then I started, I thought one of the good things to do to try and trace it back is write down, try and think and write down what is it that's making me feel bad or what could make, make me feel sad. And so I kind of got a little bit of a list going and I realized it was it was just a lot of little things building up. So it was like I was missing home, but not so much that I wanted to go home. I was just missing the familiarity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was missing hugs from my dad. I still miss hugs from my dad every day. Every day. Every day. Nothing beats a dad hug. I'm sorry, but... Or a mum hug in my case. <laughs> sorry, or a mum hug. It's just that <laughs> hug from that person. Yeah. Um, and like my sister, she's getting married this year and I'm going to be missing her wedding, which I'm really sad about. My friends are having babies. My friends are getting married. They're, you know, they're buying their own houses. My granddad is probably... In all honesty, he's probably not going to be alive when I get back because he's very ill at the minute. So it's lots of little things and they're kind of building up. And I think they got to a point because I ended up speaking to somebody who I was kind of friends with at university. Like we weren't super close, but we were very friendly to each other. And we were just catching up and, you know, she's just bought a new house. She just got a new job. She's actually engaged, blah, blah, blah. And I'm genuinely happy for her. Like I'm happy you're happy. Um, but then she kind of was probing questions about au pairing and like the way she was writing questions, it was kind of like, um, kind of judgy. And so basically it got to the point where she pretty much 
told me, not word for word, but pretty much told me that au pairing is a waste of time and it's a stopgap because I have no idea what I want to do in my life. I wasted my three years at university getting a degree because I'm not using it. It's not going to help me in the future. I remember coming away from that conversation feeling like the smallest person in the world. Like, And I feel awful now, thinking about it now, that I feel bad that I let her make me feel like that when I've had such an amazing experience. But at that time, I, I literally, I think I texted you like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, seriously? Like, and I remember speaking to another friend being like, have I made the wrong decision? What am I going to do? And I started having a lot of anxiety about what am I going to do when I get back to the UK? And that is something that I, I don't want to think about right now. And I shouldn't have to think about because I still have a lot of time left. But anyway, I was getting to that point. And so... I, in the week between Christmas and New Year is when it kind of got to its boiling point. And I had like a proper little breakdown, like snot, tears. It was not attractive. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up texting a friend who literally lives about five minutes away, Auntie. I mean, you've met Auntie, you know how great she is. Mm -hmm. Um, So people that don't know, she's just, um, she's a South African au pair in the area and she's wonderful. And I said to her, I was like, I need to get out of the house. I need to speak to somebody that is kind of away from the situation. And, you know, can we go to Starbucks? We went to Starbucks at like seven o'clock at night and it was freezing. (laughs) Um, But we spent a good two or three hours just talking. And what was great is that Auntie is great at giving advice, but she's also good at just letting people talk and get everything out. And she's really, like I said, you've met her. You know how positive she is. She's very good. She should honestly be a life coach. And if you can hear this, you need to be a life coach. Um, But anyway, yeah, she was like, what is the one thing you're scared of right now? And I was like, honestly, it's telling Ricky and Julia. I don't want to break their hearts. I was like, I would hate to tell them what was happening and for them to think that they had done something wrong when that's completely the opposite. They've given me so much and there is nothing that they have done that has hurt me or upset me at all. It's just completely different. So she finally kicked me up the ass and was like, you need to speak to them tonight. Because if you don't speak to them tonight, you won't do it. And I was like, I know I won't. So I went home, finally grew a pair and went and spoke to them. And I remember saying the first thing, the first thing I said to them was, I'm not really matching and I haven't crashed the car. So don't worry. Um, Because I feel like that's when host parents (laughs) are like, oh God, the owner wants to speak to us. They've done something. Oh, they're leaving. Um, In your case, you were like, hey, bitch, I'm rematching. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I haven't crashed the car, but I am rematching. (laughs) I'm rematching. Sorry. (laughs) Bit too soon. Um, And so I sat down with them and I was like, look, I just want. And the reason I spoke to them is I didn't expect them to give me a solution because I didn't have any. I said, I just want you guys to know. Um, and so I was obviously trying to follow our advice of speak to your host parents because obviously then they can know and they can support you. So I told them, I said, look, I don't know 100% why I'm feeling like this, but this is how I feel. It's not all the time. It's at points in time, blah, blah, blah. Went through everything with them. And what absolutely floored me is their response. I literally just expected them to be their wonderful selves, be like, hey, look, we're here for you. If you need anything, give us a shout, give us a hug. And that was it. That's what I expected. I completely underestimated my host parents and I will never do that again. So I apologize, Ricky and Jay. I love you guys very much. Um, They listened to me, but more importantly, and this sounds so cliche, but they heard me and I felt so guilty telling them all of this. And I kept, I literally kept repeating, this is nothing to do with you. You haven't done anything, all this blah, blah, blah. And so their response to me was, what can we do to help you? 
And I was sat there like, I don't know, because I don't know what I need because I can't pin it to one thing, really. And so they said, you know, we were still sat down. We were talking and Julia and Ricky were like, look, they gave me loads of options. They were like, if you want to speak to a private therapist, we will pay for that. We will set that up. If you want to go to a doctor and get medication, we will set that up. We will do that for you. If you want to, they were like, Ricky literally was like, find an activity you want to do. We will pay for it. Don't worry about the money. Go and do it and book it. Or do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And literally, I was like, holy shit, these people have heard me and they are giving me things that I hadn't thought of would help. And so in the end, I personally decided that I wanted to try something new because I thought, let's get a hobby, let's get an activity. So when the weather's a bit warmer, I will be trying archery. But I I mean, I I still laugh when I think about it now (laughs) because I'm only a month into it. Robin but... Hood would be quaking. <laughs> oh my God. Robin Hood will be, I'm coming for your crown, bitch. Um, but I also thought, I was like, look, I know that exercise is good for mental health and stuff. And obviously it couldn't hurt me to lose more than just a few pounds anyway. <laughs> um, because I used to enjoy sport in school and then I just completely bombed afterwards. But anyway, so I started, they signed me up and they, they paid for like most of my membership to this thing called Orange Theory, which is kind of like a high-intensity fitness class. And I go, like, four or five times a week. Stop laughing. I'm not laughing. I thought you you were, like, sniggering away. I was like, what a bitch. No. Um, Honestly, I remember thinking, I dreaded my first class, but Julia took me with her, and it was great. And now I love it, and I go four four or five times a week now. It's hard work, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, it kills me. Um, But it's good, and I, I genuinely have felt positivity more in my mental health and I don't feel as isolated anymore and I think my kind of main thing about this is that I wanted to come back to what we said before about you know how do you combat homesickness because part of it was homesickness and you know we both did what nobody wants to do we spoke to our host parents about it and I agree with you. It is really hard. Fair enough, I wasn't going to them with a big thing as, like, <laughs> rematching, but I was still, it was, like, a big thing personally because I was, yeah. like, I, I felt very exposed, even though mm-hmm. I know that they love me and they're supportive. It was very hard to sit there and say, do you know what, guys, I'm really struggling yeah. and I don't know what the answer is. And for them to give me everything, I never expected that response and I feel bad for not expecting it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, talking um, about your emotions is hard and yeah. facing your emotions is hard, but people say the first step to recovery is recognising that you need help. <laughs> I have a problem. No, no, but honestly, when you're feeling emotional like that and you're feeling constantly under the, under the weather and you're feeling really down all the time and to mm-hmm. recognise that is so strong and then to go yeah. and talk about it and want to get help and want to fix it is an even stronger thing so like Mm. hats off to you for doing that yeah I mean good on you for for chatting but I think it's it's just hard isn't it and I remember when I told you about the girl that I told that I I spoke you know I spoke to about and she was like hey what the fuck are you doing with your life I remember I told you and I told a couple of other people and they were like she can go and f herself what is she talking about blah 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 don't let it get to you but that made me annoyed because is this is this the general idea that is this like the general opinion that people have towards au pairs maybe this is a future episode idea do you know what mm. i mean like what do, do people think au pairing is a stopgap is it a stopgap 
I don't know. But it pissed me off when she said that and yeah. it really upset me. I mean, it I've literally really, really got guys, to me. I've literally written on the notes, like when I read this, I was like, bitch, what who? I'll kill a bitch. <laughs> that's what I've written on the notes next to that. Everybody deserves a friend like that. But that's very, very true. So I genuinely think a future episode we need to gather opinions on yeah, au pairing yeah. and the general attitude. Because her attitude sucks. And let me just say, she is no longer on my friends list. For sure. Um, I mean, everyone's opinion on this is gonna be different. I mean, people yeah. we We've said this before in our um, What the Heck is No Pair episode, the first episode we ever uploaded, but people don't, not everyone knows what no pair is. Not everyone knows the ins and outs of what being a no pair is. And people can be, be dicks about it, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but don't let it get to you guys because we're living our best lives and they're just jealous on the end of the day. Why? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> the reason we're telling you all our problems is just so you, like we can, you can resonate with us that, you know, O-pairing is not a walk in the park. Yes, it may look perfect on social media, but I can guarantee you that every single O-pair has felt some sort of negative emotion during their time here because it's tough. It's hard work. Yeah. And, you know, it is seeing those things back home, you know, like, you're like the people's lives still go on without you. And you're like, excuse me? I was like yeah. the pinnacle of your life. Why is your life still moving? Why are you the world still revolves around me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are you not sad? Yeah. Like my my family's getting the vaccinations currently, which is great. And my mum's really? had it. My grandparents have had it. Um, but then my grand my granddad's got just been diagnosed with skin cancer. My nan mm-hmm. is like not doing great. You know. So it, like it's stuff like that that like really like is hard to see and hear. You know. But like yeah. At the end of the day, this is only a year or two years out of the, your whole life. And it's, yeah, it's tough. It's going to be emotional, but, you know, we can get through it. And you know, there will always be support there. And I think that's what we're trying to say with these episodes is that even we struggle, you know. Oh yeah, God. we talk about how great our time is and how much we love it. And we do. That's we do, 100% yeah. honest. But we also want to tell you about like the rough times so that you know that you're not alone and you can talk to us you can talk to your host parents because as we're examples of it's never a bad thing to talk to your host parents yeah Um, it's not easy you feel great afterwards yeah and it's never the the reaction that you expect either um in in the best way yeah exactly um so you know that that's what we wanted to say really it's just like you're not alone and we want to like make that clear yeah and so if we quickly look if we kind of go back to the talking points that we put together in episode one oh sorry episode 11 which was our first one about homesickness Mm -hmm. we our advice was do not isolate yourself speak to your host parents meet and make new friends take up a hobby or, or activity try something new one would we agree with everything two would we change or add anything to that um, I think I agree with all that advice that we um, we we put together before. <laughs> I mean, most of it is kind of common sense at the end of the day. Like, if you're feeling alone, make friends. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's so easy to make friends. Like, we I, we've said this so many times that we're so lucky to be au pairs in the time we are now because we have social media. So it's so easy to connect with people through social media so i mean i've had like three girls message me on my personal instagram that have just moved to the area like hey do you want to go for a coffee so mm-hmm. you know it's like that's three new friends that i've made in what like a day so it's like 
if somebody messages you that's in your area that asks you to go for a coffee, say yes. What's the worst that can happen? If you don't yeah. like them, you don't have to yes. see them again. <laughs> yeah, literally. But it could be your new best mate, you know? And that, that, that could be great. That could change your whole experience. Having people around you is the, the pinnacle of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm very grateful that I've got you, but that is literally how I met Laura. We only meant to go for a coffee one day exactly. and we ended up at the mall and now we're like the best of friends. Yeah. And then like doing something new, like I think this is the perfect, like this time you're you're finding yourself, you're having once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> so cliche. <laughs> you're, Find yourself. <laughs> you're like experiencing a whole new adventure. Why not like pick up a new hobby? You know, why don't, yeah. why not try something that you never thought you would try before? Because I feel like this is the perfect time to do it. You're young. I can't wait to try archery. (laughs) I'm excited to do archery, guys. Yeah, so I'll probably end up like you know taking some a limb off or something, but I'm gonna try. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and this is like I said, I'm starting on my YouTube channel again. I did that before this experience, but I've like I've committed to it this time. Like I've bought equipment, I've been practicing editing, and I've been doing research on how I can make my editing better. Um, So you know that is something that I'm doing that I want to like keep up and that makes me happy and it will also save memories of this experience as well which is a great thing yeah but you know at the end for me like the end of the the day I haven't wanted to go home and I think that's the key here yeah I would say on top of the points that we made before about what you should do Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is and you should do this all the time not just if you're feeling a bit shitty is be kind to yourself and don't feel guilty about feeling those feelings go out and feel those feelings guys like embrace (laughs) embrace the shittiness because then it's easier to overcome it I promise you but yeah I feel like being kind to yourself is very hard to do sometimes yeah. especially when you're just not feeling like the queen that you are yeah I mean self-love um, I mean come on you yeah. need to have it and self-care like this weekend just gone I just had lions I just vegetated in my bed did face masks <laughs> vegetated. <laughs> I did my fa- favorite verb <laughs> I did face masks I watched so many episodes of criminal minds that yeah, I kind I of thought I was in like a prison because I was like crime everywhere um but I did what I love doing and that is just being Mm -hmm. by myself just chilling doing face masks doing hair masks like just pampering myself and I needed that like recharge you know yeah sometimes you just need and if you this what if you ever get overwhelmed or stressed during work or you feel like oh my god I can't do this anymore say to your host parents hey I just need five minutes and yes. go and take five minutes because you need to take care of yourself before anyone else. You are important. Your mental health is important. Your health is important. So go and take five minutes. I feel that. I feel that so much. And host parents would appreciate you you acknowledging the fact that you need five minutes before you can come back and fully give their kids, you know, your commitment. Yeah. Um, so as well as that and being kind to yourself, I think we would also both say learn from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely learned not to leave it as long next time because I left it for a long time before I spoke to Jay and Ricky um, or to anybody really about it. So I think that's what I've, I've learned how to 
maybe different steps in what I should be doing. So definitely we've been taking our own advice and I'm very, I'm so proud of us for doing <laughs> that. Um, I'm literally so shocked that I actually took our advice and actually did something proactive with it and it worked out for the best. So yeah. winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling now? You feel, I feel that this was therapeutic and cathartic. I liked it. Yeah, I think... At the, I feel like we are kind of being our own counsellors. <laughs> I think it's good as well that we're going through this now because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in two, four, five months' time. Right. We don't know. And, the, and the, I love that. Where we've come from when we were here for just just under, just just over a month to now being like mm-hmm. coming up to our six-month mark. And I feel like we're much more educated on how, how it actually is to be an au pair, you know? Yes. And we, we can really relate to you as that's why we love doing this because we're in this real time with you guys and so we can really when we say we know how you feel we literally know how you feel (laughs) we actually know physically how you feel guys and we're going through i think that's what people love that we're going through it with them and in the nicest way we don't do bullshit here no we don't like i don't if i feel like shit i'm gonna tell you i feel like shit and if you don't like the word shit then you know sorry (laughs) subscribe in this podcast and i think we will do another update maybe like at the end of our first year or mm-hmm. the end coming up to that it'll just be us crying for like half i know an hour. or like the end of our term like our full term or something i don't know but i just feel like we grow every day we learn something new every day we face different challenges every day so every day we're growing we're learning and we just want to support you guys that's all we want to do my gosh we are so cliche i love it (laughs) um thank you for being with us on this episode this was very deep and very personal so we do appreciate you listening and normally if i listen to a podcast i'm either eating sleeping cleaning lying down (laughs) my bed so if you're doing any of those things hi hello i'm having a wonderful day yeah and if if you're crying you're okay you got this girl we're here for you you got it you will get through this yeah you will get through this and tomorrow is a new day okay yes, it's a new and day you're living your best life <laughs> you're living your best go out life. there go out there yes. kill it honey and we love you we love you so much <laughs> that's it from us today we'll be back next week with a new episode thank you for listening Thanks guys for listening. Bye. and that's the tea thank you for listening subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on life as an au pair be sure to follow us over on instagram at au pair tea We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.